Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Are we starting? We are starting. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Greetings. Father Nathan, <laughs> Father John. We thought we'd start the uh, intro backwards. That, that didn't work too well. Yep. Good to be with you, though. Here we are back five minutes later. Yep. We know the loon clock is not going to fire off, though. No. Because it did in the last one. Well, let's hope, as long as we don't go 35 minutes. But We got a refill of Sleepy Time tea, and I'm ready for an exceptionally boring topic at hand yep. here. Yeah, we are, uh, this is coming out right around Christmas time. Yep. And uh, so, happy, happy, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, Ron. I thought you were Ron. Oh, happy Christmas, Harry. There you go. Okay. Happy Christmas, Hermione. Hey. <laughs> Funny. The, um, so, yeah, we, we don't have much to report on other than the fact that, uh, you know, here we are. Another, we're still another sick. Christmas older, we're still sick, and uh, we're ready to get out of here. Uh, soon after Christmas, we're going to be flipping town. He's going back to Mount Zion, Illinois, true pole of the earth. Yep. And then we're off to Crested Butte. And then John's yeah. off to Siesta Key. Siesta Key, I skipped that, yeah. Grandma turned 90, so the whole clan's going down. The Bargers. Spike ball tournament. The big doings. On the beach, the big doings. Yeah, That sounds fun. Heard all about it from my mother this morning. Yep. Yeah, lots of planning going on. Lots it should be good. Yep. should be a good time. Why don't we start off with a shout-out? Oh, yeah? If we did everything backwards, you know. Okay. Sometimes people, we don't, we don't solicit. I mean, we do solicit shout-outs in some ways. Um, but, um, it's interesting because, um, people will come to us and say, you really should give this person a shout out. Yes. So there's humility in that. Like they're not looking for a shout out for themselves. They're looking to give other people shout outs. So, um, and sadly, I don't remember who told me about this one. Um, but I do want to acknowledge this person. Okay. This is the shout out to or the person who wanted them. This is, I don't remember who told me it, uh. but this is the story. Melissa Schroeder from Wapaton, North Dakota, cried when we went off the air. Really? So, I mean, I was I was really touched by that. Um, I mean, we wanted to take a break. It was, you know, getting excessive and everything. But that was really kind that someone thought enough to shed some tears over our um, our demise. So. Peace be upon you, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. That actually is very touching. We appreciate you listening. Wapaton, North Dakota. Wapaton, North Dakota. So if we ever do a... Um, it's South Dakota, only three hours north. Very nice. Now now you're starting to... Those are fighting words. You get in between are South Dakota and North Dakota. Are you kidding me? I watched, I watched the highlights of the South Dakota State, North Dakota State game and was like electrified. It was so delightful. We beat them, baby. We beat them. Hey. I've got more North Dakota State gear than you or anybody else in our listener land, not from North Dakota, possibly. I, I would combined. probably, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We'll take it though. The Fargo Dome. Fargo Dome. All right. I want to talk about something today that I don't have uh, a whole lot of research on, <laughs> and I don't have a whole lot of experience with, yeah. and I don't even have an answer to. That sounds thrilling. Someone asked me where babies come from, and I'm I'm just gonna shot in the dark. Here, Quit making okay? me laugh; it hurts the lungs. <laughs> Got the black lung pop. Whatever. Hey, uh, 
Yeah. Okay. So you, what, you, you want to tell anything? No research, no topic, no answer, yeah. no questions. Yeah. And now you have no shout outs. No, I've got multiple shout outs on this Samsung Galaxy 4. I think this podcast Three. should be called Catholic Shoutouts, you should know. <laughs> the stuff is getting less and less, but we'll keep blaming Pretty much. Keep blaming our sickness. How does that sound? Whatever, man. Okay. Okay, so backstory, right? This is a couple Mondays ago. I'm on my day off. Um, who is it? My mother's calling. <laughs> Where are you? Did you make all the bacon? We made all the bacon. Go we ahead. made all the bacon. Sorry about that. Okay, so... Um, a couple weeks ago, day off, I don't know what the heck I was doing. I just remember I was in a park, it was snowing, and I, I ended up calling, you know, some of my friends. Because, you know, you have, like, all those people that you feel like you should call, and then you don't, and then it's another week gone by, and it's like, crap, I still haven't called that person, you I know? Do, I do know that feeling, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so I'm, like, trying to get through some of these. And part of it's, like, not like I'm so, you know, like necessary to these people's lives i actually want to talk to some of these people and i keep getting answering machine after answering machine after answering machine finally a friend of mine you know answers so we talk for a little bit and we haven't talked since i got ordained and uh she says um so how's it going and i begin to sort of describe somewhat of how my life is going okay and i wasn't looking for that person To do anything but listen. And I know that you've had this experience, and I know that our people uh, out there in listener land have had this experience. And then they say, quote, I'm not trying to fix your life, but... (laughs) And then they go on probably like 20, 30 minutes where they just give like all sorts of suggestions on how to fix your life and what's wrong and what, you know, you could be doing better. Um... And, you know, some of that's good, some of it's not. Here's how I think it relates to Catholic stuff, which we honestly have the most broad subject matter. (laughs) Catholic means universal. So stuff in the universe. So I can find any relating thread. Okay. From the book of Job, chapter 2, verse 11. Now, when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come upon him, They came each from his own place. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. Great guys. (laughs) Bildad from the class of 34 BC. Um, They made an appointment together to come to condole with him and comfort him. And when they saw him from afar, they did not recognize him, and they raised their voices and wept, and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust upon their heads toward heaven. You sound like good friends, you know? You're having a tough time, whatever, you know, like the guy's got boils and is like scraping himself with pot sherds, which, you know, is like a broken Tupperware pot. So he's just scratching himself. Okay. Making me laugh. And they sat with him on the ground seven days and seven nights and no one spoke a word to him for they saw that his suffering was great. Hmm. Seven days and seven nights. They were just with him. And they they looked upon his suffering, and you know they they condoled with him. Bill did. And then that's chapter two, chapter three through like almost chapter <coughs> forty, I think, are them going back and forth, telling Job what he did wrong in his life. 
and what why you know he must be doing something wrong and blah 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 and everything else okay first off bill dad zofar and you know gamaliel or whoever it is well done for spending seven days and seven nights with your friend not not trying to do anything um but then after that they have to give some explanation why is it that people have to feel like they have to give some explanation on on your life and not just say what's going on is hard right what are you supposed to do in that situation this is more of a sociological psychological thriller thriller um but like honestly like this is the part of what makes them friends is that they see his suffering they condole with him they're compassionate towards him and they just look upon him and say there's nothing we can do other than just like shut our mouths right but why is it that people have to apply some sort of reasoning to what you're going through right what do you think that is a good question. Um, I don't know the answer, and um, but I do find myself saying a lot in the confessional um, that uh, you can't change you can't change other people, and a lot of times you can't change the circumstances of your life. And uh, we find this this crazy false belief that if I just got rid of this, then I'd be happy. Instead of I can be joyful, I can be truly happy in the midst of um, whatever I'm experiencing, whatever I'm suffering, um, instead of this kind of like, if I got rid of this, uh, or this person, or this suffering, or these mm-hmm. things, then then I could be, um, then I could experience fulfillment in my life. And um, I, I don't know the answer. I think in short, it's, we feel like we have to give an answer, because if we don't give an answer, and we don't fix their suffering, then we have to deal with our own. Mm-hmm. And if a lot of times, if we don't say the right thing, do the right thing, resolve the problem, then we're not a good friend. And if we're not a good friend, then we're going to be abandoned. And I think we're, a lot of our relationships are pretty fragile and we feel like I'm going to lose my friendship if I don't help them. Mm-hmm. And helping them means doing something. And that's the mistake instead of just being with them. Yeah, the, that it's a problem that needs an answer. Um, I mean, in part, the reason why why I was struck by this 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 past week, as we said before, you know, we both had the same sickness, the same illness, and it really did like completely wipe um, us out. And uh, you know, you feel useless. Like I can't say mass. I can't um, do anything but like you know, rouse myself to watch you know CSI um, and ponder the great mysteries of you know cbs or something um but then people will call or they'll you know like stop by and like you know bring chicken noodle soup or something um and but there's nothing really they can do right it's it's something that just has to pass right and now i mean obviously like if it was graver than that um you know and you really needed somebody to do um like take care of your kids or whatever else, I mean, it wasn't like that grave, Um, then, you know, they would do that. But in this circumstance, it's kind of like, you just got to let whatever it is take its course. You can apply a cold cloth or give them a cup of water or chicken noodle soup or, you know, walk their dog or something. Um, But in the end, they're going to have to go through it on their own. Um, They don't, part of it is when it's physical suffering, we have, you know, ways of dealing with it. Medicine, whatever. Um, What if it's spiritual suffering? What if it's mental suffering? Um, I watched a few good movies on uh, mental suffering. I mean, 
if you haven't, and we probably recommended this before, but uh, Take Shelter, I think, is one of the best films I've ever seen on psychological pain and mental illness. But another one that I saw uh, a few weeks ago was um, Silver Linings Playbook. Did you see that? I haven't seen either of those. I was shocked. Um, the I mean, I'd heard various things about the movie and kind of shocked that Jennifer Lawrence won Best Actress, and I didn't even hear about this movie. Um, but in all honesty, like it was good because the, the two of them aren't trying to solve each other's problems. Um, and that's important for us, especially for us who feel like, you know, pretty sound uh, mentally or even spiritually. Um, but then when things are bad, um, then it's really hard to have the people who seem to have everything together all of a sudden start trying to fix your life. Oh, yeah. Um, or say, well, here's here's how you're, you know. I mean, because we were talking about this today. It's like, why did you get sick, John? Oh, because, you know, you live too, you know, much of a... Because you, you try and do too much. You love too much, John. Which is true. I do try and do too much, and I get run down, and it's the same cycle. But, uh, yeah, I think the uh, the greatest friends uh, are the ones who know how to step into your life and to just be with you. Yeah. Uh, but, again, yeah, physical suffering there's not much you can do around it. Um, but yeah, when you're really, in, when prayer is desolate and God is silent <clears throat> and you're really suffering and confused and life seems meaningless, right? Cause that's, I think we forget that sin is rooted in, in a sin is always rooted in a conviction that this circumstance is meaningless. It's a, it's a despair around God's providence. We choose chaos. the ego. Yeah. We choose to assert ourselves uh, amidst the chaos, against the confusion. That's why we'd rather be in the dungeon of the ego than uh, we would uh, in the chaos of an uncontrollable world. So it's, it's all bound up in that loss of control. But when you have somebody, I, there's nothing more insufferable than somebody who tries to fix your life. Uh, I remember early on in, we have this thing called fraternal group and the companions are our accountability groups yeah. where you're sharing the deepest things in your heart. And I remember one time I was with a guy back in the day and he tried to fix my life and something I was talking about. And I, I just completely went off the handle because I was like, you know what? Um, this is the most shameful thing in my life. I don't need you to tell me this is the four steps for how to, you know, fix yeah. this. And I was just like, uh, there's no place for that. Yeah. And so with vulnerability, we really have to, in the companions, we talk about the need to reverence the person. Um, and you can only really reverence something in silence uh, and, and in a posture of receptivity uh, and that comes with people's brokenness and their suffering and their confusion. And sometimes that's more important than even um, praying for them first, reverence before you intercede. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, like what you were talking about the the chaos um, and the ego. Well, I mean, part of it is with sin, we start to doubt the loving, logical providence of God. Um, that His logos is ordering the world as opposed to most of the time he's doing it. And then there's some viruses and glitches and, and frankly, like this isn't working out. Right. Um, and part of the reason why, you know, I bring up Job is um, because the friends try to apply their reasoning to Job and to God. Um, and ultimately all of them fall short. Um, even Job is reduced to silence. Um and I think for us, like in our own lives and in our own relationships, we have to bear with one another um, in quiet confidence that God is ordering the world and like our love 
for each other um, is not sufficient, but it, it's helping, right. you know? Like, the fact that somebody made me chicken noodle soup, um, the fact that she did that what meant a lot more to me than the chicken noodle soup itself. Right. And the fact that later on, I found out that the person who made me the soup was the one lady that I said, actually, quote, do not come near me. <laughs> Don't, no lay tangere or whatever. Uh, because she like came into the sacristy and she's like, are you sick? I was like, yes. And she started to come forward and I was like, please don't touch me. And uh, she like came up and she goes, I want to give you a Slovenian blessing. And she like <laughs> put her hand on my head and gave me the sign of the cross. And I felt really bad because I was such a snitch to her. And then I find out later that this is the lady that makes me chicken noodle soup. When I'm like insufferable and kind of biting and whatever else, um, you know, she didn't, again, I don't think this lady was trying to fix my life. I don't, I mean, she was trying to do whatever she could and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it at that moment. And that's really hard. I mean, we're all trying to do that in, in other ways. Like people are sick, even if they're not physically sick. Right. And the, the biggest problem is we try to pretend I'm okay. You're okay. Everybody's all right. And sometimes we get along and sometimes we don't. And, Part of it isn't just, well, let me tell you how to better be a friend to me and me be a better friend to you. Sometimes it's just being with each other um, in relationship, whether it's spousal or, um, you know, in friendship or in work relationships and whatever else. Sometimes it's just a matter of being with that person and not trying to do anything, but really giving thanks to God that they are as opposed to, well, this is how you are and this is how I think you should be better. I had a cup of coffee a couple weeks ago. I might have mentioned this on the podcast. Um, I'm not exactly sure uh, if I did, but um, it was with a non-Catholic, actually, um, who has um, a sibling who is transgendered. Mm. And um, I didn't know what we were going to be talking about. Um, you know, just figured we were just going to have a cup of coffee and I don't know, talk about why do Catholics worship Mary or something like that. So I was a little shocked, and I was like, whoa, okay, Um trying to think on my feet and they're not Catholic. So it's kind of like, Whoa, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do you make of this? And what I realized, um, about halfway through the conversation was that, um, the answers, she, she knew the answers. Um, she knew what I was going to say and, and agreed with what, how I was saying it, but it wasn't about the answers. It was about somebody just entering into the mystery of this really, really complex and, and very difficult situation uh, in her life, um, because she was about to get married. And the question was around, uh, her sister being the, uh, maid of honor, you know, basically mm-hmm. how does this, I mean, a very, very kind of touchy thing for the whole family. Um, but what I found was it wasn't about that. It was just about, will you enter into the kind of the mystery of this and just kind of sit with me in this yeah. for a little bit, have over a cup of coffee. Yep. And then we move on with our lives. Um, and, uh, I, f- I think we forget that. We focus on Christ's life as him doing, doing, doing. He's got this, you know, he's got this strategic plan over three years that he has to execute all these teachings and miracles. And then, but the life of Christ is the, is, is ruled by the logic of powerlessness, uh, which the cross is the ultimate failure. So it's, it's just the failures and failures after another. And when he, when he heals people of their suffering, he always says, don't tell anybody about this. Right? Don't tell anybody about this. Why is he saying that? Because this is not what it's about. Right? This this 
demonstrates the glory of God, but it's not about, I'm not here to just relieve the world of suffering. I'm here to reconcile the world to the Father, hmm. and I'm going to do that through taking on your suffering. So Christ, just par excellence, is the one who abides with us and who just stays with us. You think of his work at the, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well as kind of a classic example of that. And so I think this Christmas, as we're listening to this, as we're with our families and we're kind of crazy, uh, maybe we got to look to the fringes um, of the family life, look to that aunt, to that uncle, that cousin who's kind of uh, maybe off to the uh, who's off the grid a little bit, yeah. and uh, that might be our time to take them for a walk on the beach or uh, yeah. take them to what's the name of that burger place? Crackles. Crackles. Take them to Crackles. Yeah, I mean, um, I think part of us in our in our best moments really appreciate when somebody has done that for us and when we've done that with somebody else. Um, and being a nephew or being a brother or being a friend, um, is really a relational title, not necessarily one that's a job description. Um, so, I mean, just be that, be whatever it is that that is. There's no like, uh, manual, like a program manual for how to be a good, um, nephew, And I think, you know, in particular, my uncle, God bless him, he has to take care, he gets to take care of my grandma, who's 93. Um, And he does it primarily so that she doesn't have to stay in a nursing home, but it's very difficult for him. And sometimes he's just had enough. Mm -hmm. And there are so many times that people in our family or or myself, it's like, what do I need to be doing for my Uncle Tom? Um, and like, should we get a set a schedule? Should we do whatever? And I don't think he wants any of that. I think he just wants to be in relationship. Right. Um, and for so many people, like we're thinking about what we should do, and part of it is what should we be in relationship with them. Um, and so just offer that for your holiday, you know, considerations. Very well there. Yeah. So. Well done. But I will say, just in case this friend listens, um, Mazel Tov to you, you did help me in the end. She did say one thing that was helpful, and it wasn't uh, an answer, it was a question. Um, So sometimes eliciting questions from us um, can help in those moments. So I'm not saying that she didn't, or you, or whoever else, or I have never done anything good when I tried to fix somebody's life, but um, perhaps it's something that we didn't say as opposed to what we said. Right. That's and, it. and Andrea Polito, you know, we love you. Even no, though, even it wasn't you did Andrea. That okay. Podcast shout outs. You want to start? Um, I am supposed to give uh, a shout out to the Audi boys and the Militia Girls, and one little flower that came with me to Burritos on Wednesday um, in semi-freezing weather. So um, to the Audi Boys, Militia Girls, and the one little flower that came to Rocky's Burrito Shack, which is a total ghetto shack um, that we go to get burritos on every other Wednesday. And you wonder why you're sick. Pretty much. Um, I had a wedding um, Catholic royalty, man, Sarah Moran, Mm. and... um, and uh, Matt Kernan and uh, Matt had a bunch of uh, his buddies out from Notre Dame and um, you remember the guys uh, the um, word on fire guys word on fire guys yeah I didn't say that yeah you do say that though when you're not on the air Uh, great guys man we had a great time uh, sat at their table so especially to Steve one of the groomsmen and his wife Sarah uh, and all the boys of Alumni Hall at the University of Notre Dame 
thanks for listening to the podcast. And then lastly, lastly, as a birthday, not as a birthday, I should say okay. as a Christmas gift. Jesus, this is my here's Christmas, your shout out. This is my Christmas shout out, Tracy Dempsey. Wow, wow, you got it, Tracy Dempsey. You provoked your father to wrath, <laughs> but I have ceased, and I am giving you formally the shout out. You are a, a wonderful friend, and he returns to you with to Father Nathan, with bands of compassion. That's right. And we are proud of your beautiful daughters and your future, or not future, not your, future. your now son-in-law, uh, who Father Nathan described as an ogre. That's right. Or a goblin. No, uh, uh, Catholic Stuff Podcast. But do you so, want to say anything to Tracy before? To Mike and Tracy Dempsey and to Aaron and John Hewley and to Megan. Megan. I was, I was very close to calling her Megan Hewley, but I didn't, so... Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. I'm actually, they they invited me over for Christmas, and I'm debating whether or not I actually want to take them up on it. But it does sound delightful. I was like, um, I have the Christmas morning masses, but I don't have any plans in the evening. And they're like, we change into pajamas and watch movies all day. And I'm like, welcome to my life, yes. please. I think you just got your invite. The um, So this podcast ends the year for us. The next one will be the fifth anniversary podcast. January 6, 2010, we began. What is the... The next podcast after this one will be the oh. five-year anniversary, so we got to cook up something special. What's the five-year anniversary? Since we did the first podcast. No, what is it? What is it? I mean, like, 10 is what? Your oh, silver I don't know. anniversary? I don't know. And, yeah. Well, you better look it up. All right, we'll look it up, and we'll be back in the new year. Thanks for listening. CatholicStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Stay away from... Uh, the theraflu happy christmas harry happy christmas ron